Good morning. Our hymns today will be from our blue hymnal. Please join us in our opening hymn number 213, A Voice Cries Out, 213. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, as we come in this morning in the second Sunday of Advent, we call to mind our sins. We ask the Lord for his pardon and his strength. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are Son of God and Son of Mary Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the Word made flesh, and splendor of the Father, Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us. May he forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, may no earthly undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet your Son, but may our learning of heavenly wisdom gain us admittance to his company who lives and reigns with you and the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Comfort, give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end. Her guilt is expiated. Indeed, she shall re receive from the hand of the Lord double for all of her sins. A voice cries out, in the desert prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland of highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the rugged land shall be made a plain, the rough country a broad valley. 
Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Go up onto high mountain, Zion, herald of glad tidings. Cry out at the top of your voice, Jerusalem, herald of good news. Fear not to cry out and say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. Here comes with power the Lord God who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. Like a shepherd, he feeds his flock. In his arms, he gathers the lambs, carrying them in his bosom and leading the ewes with care. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. at St. Mike's today. It's good to have you. I think it's a safe bet. I think most of us here would likely agree that at some point, <laughs> probably most of us have had a difficult boss. Um, you know, those jobs where you just dread going into work. You ever had one of those? You can usually tell that that is your job when on Sunday night before Monday comes, you're just like, oh, you know, you have to get like emotionally prepared to go to work. So when I was 18, I had a, a job like that. I was working for a very difficult chef at the time. And uh, I was stressed a lot. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, she said, Ben, why don't you take up something to just help you relax, like a hobby. And I said, well, what do you recommend? So she said, have you ever tried to crochet, like doing crocheting? And I was like, no. And so she taught me. She taught me how to crochet with the little stick things. I don't know what you call it. And so I got into crocheting and actually really, really liked it. And, um, and it really helped me because when I was stressed about my job, I would kind of go into this zone and doing crocheting. And um, I was telling my chef friends, and like, man, real men don't do this, you know, and I said, well, I, this one does. So I told my, my parents, I got so into it, I told my parents, I said, um, at Christmas time, I was going to make them a big blanket, but I lost motivation, so I made them a scarf. Not two, just one. And I said, you've got to walk together outside. But, but I remember when I, when I was doing this, I kept thinking, uh, this one question kept coming up in my mind a lot. 
And it was this, golly, how do we deal with difficult people? You know, like up until that point in my life, I'd never really given anybody a boundary or had to. And how do we deal with difficult people in our life? And I'm asking this question because for many of us, perhaps not all, but for many of us at Christmas time, we are likely going to see somebody in our family that is difficult. Okay? And there's different levels of difficulty. All right? There's, there's sometimes people that we can get along with, but sometimes not. All right? So how are you going to deal with this? It's good to think about this now before we're in that situation because they're really good at throwing out bait. Right? If you've ever known somebody that's, as they say, toxic, dysfunctional, maybe they're, it's none of that. Maybe they're just, maybe the difficult person is just, <laughs> we have nothing in common. Okay, maybe they have the personality of this pew, and it's difficult to find common ground with them. So we need to ask a basic question. If you have someone like this in your family or your workplace, it's good to ask this question, I think. Is this person dysfunctional, or is it just that I need to find common ground with them? Okay? Because if it's this one, well, you know what? We can do that. We can try. Jesus, in Matthew's Gospel, he talks about family problems. And this is what Jesus says in Matthew's, Matthew chapter 10. He says, the day will come, for many of us, he says that one's enemy or the difficult person will be in your own home. He says a father will be divided against a son, a son against his father, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And he's like, put your crash helmet on. So it's, it's kind of good, I think, for us folks to, to think about how, how are we going to deal with this person now before you're sitting next to them asking them to pass the stuffing. <clears throat> okay? It goes like this. Maybe just something to walk away with. Difficult people are often difficult because difficult people love drama. They're attracted to drama, they thrive on drama, and they cause drama. And they're often not even aware that they're causing drama. Here's the, the brutal truth. You and I will be happier the more distance we create between us and that difficult person. It's just that simple. Jesus himself had to give boundaries. He says, let your yes mean yes, your no mean no. I talk a lot about this because many of us have such a hard time with boundaries, especially if the person's in our family and we have to live with them. Well, Father, didn't Jesus say to love your enemies? Yes, and we love them. You know how the love goes? I love you. Tell you what, you stay on that side of the railroad tracks. I'm going to stay over here. Okay? That's how it goes. We can love them from a distance because I'm happier if I'm not around you. You can always tell if you're dealing with somebody like this because you have to get emotionally prepared before you get there. When you're there, you're on eggshells. And after you leave, you're usually saying words in the car that you shouldn't say. Okay? Probably good. 
to put some distance. You know, and those, those of us that work in family counseling, they categorize family conflicts into three categories. The first one, toleration. Okay, you know what, Father, this person's difficult, but I can tolerate them. It's one day a year, all right? I can tolerate it. Number two, dysfunctional. And under that umbrella, they have minor or major dysfunction. Finally, toxic people. Toxic people. And sometimes they're toxic because they have wounds, sometimes because they have addiction, sometimes because they need to take medication they don't take, sometimes, sometimes, and sometimes. That's not our problem. That's not our problem. I'm going to stay in my lane. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to protect myself and my family. That's what I'm going to do because I can't control that person and I can't change that person. You know, it, it's really interesting. It's worth asking, I think, for many of us, do you, do you have a hard time making small talk with some of these people in your family? Because some of us, we love our family, love our family, but sometimes just making small talk with some of these people is very, very hard for people. I, I can say for myself, I love trying to find, figure out what makes people tick. I love them. Well, how do you make small talk? You know what you can do? Just a couple little pieces of advice. Build up their ego a little bit. Oh my gosh, you look great. Have you lost weight? Really, they've gained weight, but you're like, oh, you look great. Okay, build them up a little bit and then ask them about questions, things that they love talking about. Hunting, fishing, sports, their favorite team. Um, everyone loves talking about their children or grandchildren. I love what you've done with the house. It's beautiful, right? Get them talking about these things. They start talking. Let them talk. Don't interrupt them. And don't inject your story on their story, okay? If they had a miscarriage, don't... Oh, we had a miscarriage. Let them talk. Get it going, right? And all of a sudden, we start creating common ground and they enjoy talking to us. You know, a few years ago, I went to, uh, we had a baptism in the parish, and we had the reception in Germantown. And on the grandfathers on both sides of the family, man, just years of butting heads. They did not like each other at all, right? So I go over there, and of course, the family sticks me with both these guys, I think, to make sure they didn't kill each other. And so I'm, I'm sitting there talking to them, it's, Luck would have it. They found common ground. They found a topic that they both enjoyed talking about. What was the topic? Colonoscopies. <laughs> of all things, they shared stories about their colonoscopies. And I was like, gentlemen, I'm going to leave you to it. You know, funny the things the Holy Spirit can use to bring us together, okay? But, you know, as luck would have it, later that year, they, were in, they went fishing together. It was a domino. They started finding common ground. They started letting their guard down. Those of you that work in HR, or you have an HR department at your company, no question, you've heard this expression. You ever heard the expression affinity bias? 
affinity bias. If you've never heard what affinity bias is in HR, it goes like this, that when we're looking, talking to an applicant, we're reviewing the resume, we tend to hire people that remind us of, well, us. They tend to run in the same circles, be of the same socioeconomic class, um, go to the same churches, do the same thing, vacation in the same place, go to the same schools. You know what happens when a company does that? <laughs> There's like zero diversity. It's called affinity bias. There's parishes like that. There's companies like that. There's groups like this. Zero diversity, right? So it becomes what they call an ideological echo chamber, right? You want to practice finding common ground with other people? There's a place to start. Practice with people at your work that you have nothing in common with. Maybe I'm one political party, there's something else. I don't know. But you know what? When you tra we train ourselves to do that, all of a sudden on Christmas when I'm sitting across from this person I have nothing in common with. Well, now I got a little street credit, as I would say, yeah? Julia Child, her dad, uh, they, have n they had nothing in common, nothing in common. <clears throat> and he was a very, very difficult man. And every year they would see their dad, and Julia just <clears throat> took her everything to, to be humble. And her husband, Paul, was like, honey, it's once a year, let's go. But at a certain point, her dad was so difficult to work with, they finally just decided, I, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Let your yes mean yes, your no mean no, as Jesus said. Sometimes we have to do that. Difficult people are difficult because difficult people tend to like drama, cause drama, attract drama, which is fine for them. For me, no thanks. No thanks. I'll close with this. In Christmas Eve, 1914, right when World War I had started, we had a brand new pope at the time. His name was Pope Benedict XV. He'd only been pope for a couple months. But the whole world at the time was in this war. And so he's this, this young pope and he goes into his chapel, he writes this in his journal, he goes into his chapel and he said on Christmas Eve, Lord, please, just please give these soldiers on the front line one day of peace. Just one day. And you know what? It worked. It worked. What's called now the Christmas Truce of 1914. Maybe you've heard of it. So soldiers from Russia, Germany, Italy, the UK, they all laid down their arms for 24 hours, starting on Christmas Eve. You know what they did? They were in different trenches over this place they called No Man's Land. They all put their arms down, they came together, they sang carols, they had food, they cut each other's hair. One young man from England, he wrote a letter home to his mom which you can read online. You know what it says? Dear Mother, yesterday I was shooting from my trench across to the German side, and today 
I was helping the Germans bury their own dead. He was digging the trenches of the man he was shooting at 24 hours earlier. On Christmas Day, there was a priest named Father Willie Doyle. Most of these young men on all sides were Catholic. We're talking 18 years old, folks. Father Willie Doyle celebrated Mass in no man's land, on this stretch of land, Christmas Day, for all these young men. They ran out of hosts. Two years later, Father Willie Doyle was killed in battle. You know, if you go to that part of Belgium today, in 1999, the Belgian government erected a cross in that one spot in no man's land. And right in the plaque at the bottom, there's two words engraved. Do you know what it says? (laughs) Common ground. Common ground. This is why I'm sharing this story with you folks. It's possible that if these young men in this god-awful, horrible situation freezing their tails off on Christmas, it's possible that if they could, there's talking 100,000 troops here, if they can lay down and find common ground on Christmas, well, maybe we can do the same.